Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to Talking Hockey, episode 115. We got uh, Luke, Martin, and Eric here. No tie again because he's, he's apparently quit. got a girlfriend now and uh, is busy with her, supposedly. I don't actually well, know. He that. says he, he has tie. He is soft. He said he has softball, but I think all Ty has is hard balls. Yeah. As soon as Ty gets a girlfriend, he's he's out on it. Eh? Yeah, like, he's not gone. even a girlfriend. An not even a girlfriend. It's undefined just like thing. A, a girl a thing. Pining, pining for the fjords type deal. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're gonna geez. have a good episode without him, and uh, we got a bunch of coaching moves that went on, which I feel we we will have to talk about. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite. Producer Luke here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at TalkingHockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. Uh, Bruce Cassidy to... Vegas, um, John Tortorella back behind the bench at uh, in Philadelphia with the Flyers. Trotz remains unsigned. I believe it is confirmed, but I would if someone wants to double check. Maybe I, producer. I've only seen that. that he's like, he's been offered the position. Yeah, um, and more negotiations negotiations are required. But I mean, I like see. that normally ends up that they go there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's probably. I mean, look, we'll we'll assume as in he's got the job, but. You know anything can happen. Uh, we'll talk a little bit playoffs because Tampa versus uh, Colorado game one is right after this recording, literally. So uh, Brady game one, Point's playing. Brady is Point is playing. So that's yeah. big. We'll yeah. see if he's up. Uh, you know, at a, if they're playing him kind of injured, you know, like the way Stamkos was. Who cares though? Uh, really, really, like he's playing and Kadri's not. That's huge. That is huge. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. So we'll talk that. I guess let's start with Tampa, Colorado, since that's the uh, the most fresh thing on everyone's mind. This man's just breathing onto his. If anyone was wondering what that heavy breathing was, that was Martin cleaning his glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah. Actually, actually, before we start talking uh, Tampa, Colorado, let's talk Rangers, Tampa, because I think the last time we recorded the series wasn't over yet. Uh, well, we haven't recorded over two weeks. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, we definitely haven't. Was uh, the series even done by then? No, no, no it but wasn't. we knew where that was going. We we yeah. knew we knew what was happening there. Uh, Rangers lose four games in a row <laughs> to Tampa after winning the first two. By the way, but they... It was, like, kind of foreseeable, to be honest. Like, yeah. it was kind of like Tampa was, like, holding back. They were they were still, like... They got off to a rough start. Their, you know, they were getting, getting their, their feet back. Like, they were eight days again. off. Yeah, they were yeah, they had eight nine, days off. Nine, day, nine days off or eight 
eight to nine days, you know. Martin I just want to say the series the went game. exactly as I predicted on that previous episode we did for prediction. <laughs> I said in six games, and I said Rangers start off good and fall off to Tampa at the end, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, Rangers were Credit a weak opponent in the <laughs> semifinals. Like that Man, was, I was that told was they're the really best. good. I was they're, told that they are fantastic. They definitely don't really... get carried every game by Shesterkin. Yeah, there's two yeah. weak teams in the finals. Edmonton wasn't exactly great, and uh, Rangers New York can only score exactly on their power great. play. I mean, to bring in just how bad the Rangers were, so someone someone tweeted this: uh, the five worst five v five playoff performances during the analytics era, analytics era in terms of expected goals. The Rangers had the thirty nine percent expected goals rate at five v five. Against Tampa or against this no, entire in the playoffs? playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely brutal. It's actually like um like it's as bad as you basically see any time. I think remember when the Blackhawks got swept by uh, was it Minnesota? Uh, uh, I'm forgetting. Think Didn't they get swept by St. Louis the year St. Louis won or something? It's one of those years, and Blackhawks had like a 37 or 38% expected goal share at 5v5 for context for just how bad the Rangers were. So I think it kind of goes to show, you know, and all the other teams that had that expected goals rate, by the way, like as low. So it's uh, Wild 2018, Avalanche 2010, Blackhawks 2020. And Predators 2008, everyone's in that range of like 36, 37, 38% expected goals percentage. They all lost in the first round, except for guess who? New York <laughs> <The> Rangers. <laughs> well, that's so, why I it annoys me to no end that think like that range to Rangers fans or fans in general that think the Rangers were a good team. They were objectively not a good team. They were power play no. goal merchants. They got awesome, there off the though. pack of Shesterkin and they are not a great team. Like they got there facing Pittsburgh who was massively injured. Like, yeah. like and it's outplayed them insane. significantly still despite yeah. that. Yeah. Pittsburgh got the short end of the stick there for sure. I loved, I it. I loved it in the first two games that they were chanting Shesterkin's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, like those guys, they're, they're both from Russia, aren't they? So they're probably going to yeah. be at like the next World Cup together for sure. Like I'm oh, sure they're friends. 100%. Um, but it, I had a conversation with someone from work and I said the Rangers are not a good team. They suck. They overperform yeah. in every category that they underperform in. The only thing that keeps them afloat is their power play and their goaltending. And he's so, like, man, like to add on the, to your the, point. No, Luke? stop talking. Okay, I'm finishing. Sorry. I'm finishing. <laughs> and then he said, dude, the playoffs is much more than just the numbers. And I'm like, yes, I know that. I know Until it's much more than the numbers. <laughs> but like, this is what I always come back down to. If you, Bad process should yield bad results. Good process should yield good results. Exactly. The Rangers are a bad team that yielded good results. They are not good. Yep. They're not built well. And to emphasize Luke's point, Shesterkin had the best playoff run in analytics history. So he saved 23 goals above expected throughout the playoffs. 23 yeah. goals <laughs> over... Uh, how many games? Six. You know what? Seven. Seven, and... seven, six. Yeah, seven, seven. So twenty. Six. A so goal over a goal game. 
You know what that's scary for? Fucking Colorado, who's going in with fucking Frank Hoos. No, uh, Kemper's playing tonight. Is he? Yeah. I just I'm, think not I just I'm not 100% Kemper's playing. That's also scary because Kemper is shaky. So <laughs> basically, like this, and I think Shesterkin's a very good example. Like at the end of the day, playoffs can just come down to goaltending. And the Rangers, who literally were expected to score 39% of the expected goals while they're on the ice at 5v5, still managed to make it to the conference finals with their goalie basically saving over a goal per game more than expected, which yeah. is an insane amount. <laughs> and I don't get why people like. I don't get why people get frustrated. Well, I mean, I do. I see why they, they get frustrated when people say the Leafs versus Tampa was the Eastern's conference finals, but. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, and Vasilevsky the, would need thirteen goals saved above expected in the finals to catch him if he wants to beat him. So that's I know. And, and Vasilevsky has great numbers now. After and after the Toronto series, he looked yeah. pedestrian. I don't know if it was Toronto being good and finding out his weakness, or if it was Vasilevsky just not being good. But I mean, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it was the Leafs that was able to put numbers on him and and not the other two teams. I don't know what it is. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was Take for that like, what you will. I I honestly think the Avs should beat Tampa. Like player for player, I've watched like I think I've watched seven of the. If Avs you ignore games goaltending, playoffs. yes. If you ignore goaltending, if you I've watched like seven Avs games this year, or, uh, this playoffs. Every single game, every single line is absolutely buzzing. I don't think I've seen a four check. I don't think I've seen a team that can play as consistently well yeah. every shift. They haven't as played the at Avs. Tampa though. I agree. Like, That's what I said. St. Louis was still ridiculous. a very good team, though, this year. Yeah. St. Louis was a very good St. Louis team. St. Louis was a really good team. That was also their only competition, really. Like, Edmonton yeah, okay. was, wasn't competition. Edmonton Nashville was not Oh, yeah, I forgot Nashville was even in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has because it was just sweet. Four games. Peace. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I mean. But Tampa, I, I, Tampa yeah. is just another level, man. Tampa like, is another level, but also, like, you know. They also they kill, had two... they kill themselves to win games, yeah. like, and don't care. They come back next game dead and kill themselves again. And, and the Rangers, <laughs> but they did just come off a like a slightly more difficult series than Edmonton. They've had five day break. <laughs> like what? It's the Rangers five days, oh, right? also one funny other stat to mention on the Rangers, and then we'll move on from them. But they scored one five five goal in the final two hundred and fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Of yeah. play that series a 5v5 play one goal <laughs> there was 215 I, I minutes <laughs> i feel like i sent That's it to the good. group chat but it was like the last two minutes the of game six i think and tampa holy they, man they only got like one shot against that those last couple minutes that was insane. an absolute clinic of a game that they put on for yep. an elimination game in the last two minutes. also stamkos can we talk about Samkos for a second? Ty writing him off, and then yeah, all of a sudden, hundred points season, hundred points dominates the regular season. Two goals, game six versus the Rangers. That snipe against Vasilevsky in the top right corner over his uh, pad was fucking unreal. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy's dialed. He's unreal. Like and- he, he, he is the definition of a playoff performer. And it 
But and he's he played, finally he played showing two minutes like, in, the, in one of their cups and scored in that shift. <laughs> he's finally so becoming a big part of the Tampa too, because the last two cups, yeah, like to be honest, cups, they aren't his cups. They're really Kucherov, Point, Vasilevsky's cups. You know, like yeah. this is the first playoffs now. We can say, you know, and he I, knows I, that and he I know, feels he like that. he knows that, and yeah. he's, like, he's like, I have to fucking time. perform. This is my time, and especially because Braden Point's been out, right? Like he's stepped up in Braden Point's. Um, and Sorelli's so good, man. If Sorelli can can oh beat God. McKinnon, I don't, I don't foresee it happening because Sorelli got Sorelli got but got by Matthews at the end of the Leafs one. Yeah, I think any elite player will eventually come out of that shadow. Yeah, there's only that so much you can do. Is. Yeah, there is only so much yeah. you can do. But like, I've read a lot of articles about, um, you know, is Tampa gassed after their third? Because I think. They played 80 playoff – no, not 80 playoff – yeah, they played 80 playoff games in the last four years now, which is basically an extra season. But if you think about it, we had two shortened seasons. Kucherov was injured an entire season. Stamkos yeah. was injured an entire season. Like, Braden Point's been injured. Like, really, a lot of their superstars haven't played full seasons. But also, they've so met – Patty Maroon is <laughs> Yeah. Too, though. What you all, but injuries have taken, like, you know, we don't yeah. know, like, Braden, I forget what Braden Point injured, but I was reading about how, you know, that specific area is more troublesome than most other injuries because uh, you can never, you might not come back 100% on it. So there's always, like, yeah. what is it even? Something like, to do with his uh, ankle, isn't it? Ankle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Dry Saddle oh, was another level this playoffs too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> credit where credit's due. It's not McDavid Dry faults that Edmonton lost. It's everything or no. them too and maybe Kane, maybe Hyman too, you know, those top four or five guys on Edmonton. Mike but... Smith, it's definitely Mike Smith's fault. <laughs> I mean, can we can it's we not talk really about... Mike Smith's fault considering he's forty? No, no, no. Let, let's talk about something for a second because I, I want to talk about this. So someone put together, uh, basically counted every single time a goalie touched the puck in the playoffs this off uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. season. Okay, I think did I? I think I, we sent, I sent it in the it. group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Luke sent it in the group chat, and um, the fact that Mike Smith touched the puck the most. While also having the worst percentage of plays that ended up exiting the zone, just shows how bad of a puck handler he really yeah. is, and how badly Edmonton is misusing him. Like every GMO, he you know he touches the puck so much it helps their defenseman not get hit and all this shit. Well, it yeah. also helps the other team get the puck way more often in your offensive go- zone and or your defensive zone and keep it in it. Yeah. They, in, right? People like, people see a player like a goalie that plays the puck and they think he's a good playmaker. And he because he plays the puck, yep. and I uh, and then all that data shows is now nah, he's actually really good at giving other people the puck. Yep. So and it's like and he, and Mike Smith was so absurdly bad. Like it was everyone else is kind of in the top two quadrants where they're you know playing the puck at least a quite a bit and then having like a decent success rate of getting it out. And then Mike Smith's just all the way at the bottom, so far below anyone else. The only other goalie I think that had a pro- had a problem with getting the puck out was Colorado's goalie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I Kemper. Uh, no, Kemper, yeah, exactly. So it was Kemper. But Kemper touched the puck like, like fifty, once. like seventy percent less. <laughs> like, yeah. Kemper knows so that he shouldn't be. He knows the puck. he shouldn't touch the puck, so he doesn't touch the puck. He lets Colorado's, you know, uh, defensemen who are pretty agile, good with the puck, good at skating, actually some of the best in the league at it, do that instead. So you know, maybe it's part. It might not all be Mike Smith's Mike Smith's fault. 
in the sense that, you know, he's doing it because he's probably being told to do it, right? But it's yeah. clearly a strategic flaw that he, like Edmonton needs to adjust for. So anyways, that's all yeah. I wanted to say on that matter because I don't think we got a chance to talk about it. Um, yeah, and there was a there was a um, tweet made by Pete uh, Blackburn, who talks about Mike Smith, and it was mm-hmm. a really good, what I thought what, at least was a was a really good tweet. I'm gonna try to yeah. find it, um, but it was essentially being like, "There's good goalies, bad goalies, and great goalies," mm-hmm. and he said the difference is is like bad goalies. Can, it's not about whether they can make stops. It's whether, but if they can make stops at key moments. Yep. And Mike Smith can't make stops at key moments. Therefore, he is a bad goalie. And I was like, that is the best way that I've seen it, like broken down, um, into being like, yes. Yeah. Is- and I think that's the issue that you know Leafs fans had with Frederick Anderson for the longest time, which is, you know, he was great at many points, and then, you know, at he was better than Mike Smith at all points. Yeah, you know? at all points, but the, except for his last season with the Leafs, which was kind of atrocious. But uh, other than that, you know, years and years of being really, really great, and then the playoffs making some key mistakes, kind of what they did with, you know, same thing with, like, Jake Gardner and all this other stuff that, uh, that happened. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, that is a good point. Yeah, a good point. these arguments – okay, so basically what it is is someone said Mike Smith is the reason it wasn't 6-2. And Pete said, actually, he's the reason it was 3-2. These arguments are stupid. Really good goalies make stops they're not supposed to. Good goalies stop everything they're supposed to. Bad goalies let in back-breaking goal- goals. Mike yeah. Smith is more often than not a bad goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, That's I the don't best And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And now we'll get back into the show. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about like Edmonton series or Rangers series, no. really. I think so I think the only other thing that Tampa. was kind of interesting was, I think it was Drew Livingston. He uh, works for Sportsnet. Uh, he's, he's like, fun fact, only four NHL teams have playoff streaks over, over four seasons long. Martin, Luke, do you guys think you can guess who the four teams are that have playoff streaks over four seasons long? Four teams in when since when? In, the, in the last four years. Oh, who are the only four teams that have playoff streaks that are over four seasons long? Uh, There's four teams. Can you guys guess? I can't hear you're you, muted, Martin. Like, made the playoffs, you mean? Yeah, yeah. uh, abs, abs, yep, Tampa, uh, yep, Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. Were you counting Tampa as one? Yes. So Colorado uh, one, Tampa's one. There's two other. Toronto. Are we counting the play-in as one? No, because the play-in. I'm not sure if the play-in counts as one. Toronto. If, if, no, no, Toronto's not one of them because yeah. they missed the playoffs and the play-ins. Yeah. Oh, the play. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I literally was talking about that, and you just kept going Toronto. Um, I don't think it's Florida. No, probably maybe Pittsburgh. Think about it. No, Pittsburgh didn't get out no. of the play-ins. Yeah, Carolina, right? Nope, not Carolina. No? Edmonton? Nope. No, it's not Edmonton. No, Edmonton missed the playoffs like last season. <laughs> or is it this St. season Louis. before? Dallas? St. Louis? Dallas. Nope. Dallas. St. Louis? Nope. Minnesota? Nope. Okay, Dude, now we're running out of teams. What are you talking Washington about? Washington and Boston are the only other teams. Oh, I totally forgot about those two. <laughs> and, then, and then it says, before you reply at the bottom, Nashville, Pittsburgh, and Toronto Streaks all ended when they lost their 2020 qualifying round series. Yeah. I was, I was wondering. All awful losses. Like, Pittsburgh was awful. Yep. Toronto's was Toronto's awful. Really Nashville wasn't really awful. No. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, Nashville's on a downturn. I mean, Nashville's to... on a downturn, and they also just signed Jeremy Lazon to a four-year, $8 million contract for $2 million a year for four years for a guy that's barely – a third pairing defenseman. Like it's embarrassing. Yes. I don't know what's like, I think we've had this conversation before, but uh, David Poyne was a great he's GM for rocker. a short amount of time. And then just, I don't know what he's, he's done over the last it. three, four years, but he's just lost it. Like just yeah. bad contracts, no good moves. Like just uh, anyways, don't want to He'll get fired soon. Yeah. But anyways, we won't get into that. Dude, he's Let's been there about... his entire career. I don't, I don't know if he's going to get fired. Yeah, what do you mean? Like everyone gets fired in this. He's been there twenty-seven years, or something. Ever since Does Nashville he own was the team. No, but he obviously is like the son of the, whoever the owner is, or something. <laughs> it's like dating the. There's some sort of connection. Boyle got blackmail or something. Yo, Snowball, shut up. 
Stupid. Um, okay, so the abs Tampa series. Let's talk about so it. So who? Okay, so Martin, who do you? Th- or let's start with Luke since Martin's dog's yapping. Uh, <laughs> who do you think is going to win, and what's your series prediction? Okay, my my heart tells me my heart and brain both say the Avalanche, and I want to say the Abs in six. Mm-hmm. I've just because I've watched them play, they've looked consistently better than what Tampa has looked like. Um, I think throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think they do come from a weaker division. I don't care who wins. Um, I would like to see a different team win at the same time. No, man, I want to see history. I want to see a three peat. I want to see, I kind of want to see a three peat. Like, I want to see history. I, we've we've gotten a lot of back to back champions or like multiple team winners like Pittsburgh's won back to back. We had Chicago win three and repeats. five. We saw LA yeah. win two and four or whatever it was. Like we've seen dynasties kind of, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen this before. And it's like my one condition on that is I think there's haters have given an asterisk to Tampa for their last two cups, which yeah. I don't think is fair. I think this is just put put like, I think they've already put the icing on the cake. I think they've already sealed the deal oh, with they're... getting to the third place. Yeah, finals but there for, are for people that do but... put asterisks on some of their cups. Yeah, no, so I don't, I don't really care. All, they're a dynasty already, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think Avs have much competition coming up in the in the in the West. Like I think the the three headed beast in in the East is in the East, which is probably Toronto, Tampa, and maybe Florida or maybe Pittsburgh. I don't like. Pittsburgh's kind of ending. So like, I would definitely say the dominant teams are in the East. Yeah. Pittsburgh's probably done. Pittsburgh. Um, Yeah. I mean, it depends on what happens this off season, but Malkin and Latang both staying. New York, if they make moves could, could move around because they have a, all, all, yeah, they have a goalie, all world goalie. That's all you really need. So I don't really care who wins. I want to see good hockey. I want to see, I would like to see seven games. Um, I I'm okay with either. Like I, if yeah. abs win, I'll be happy for the abs. If Tampa wins, I'm just happy to see legacy dynasty and fucking like absolute yeah. an amazing team that could probably run it back again next year. Tampa could run it back again for two more years after this. Yeah. Like yeah. It's actually insane. Like they, yes. they don't have to tear down everything down really. Like it's absurd. No. Like they'll be, they'll be able to make things work cap wise. They have some issues coming up. But the, their well, ability to lose uh, plot, yeah, yeah, probably. they're gonna lose it's some awesome. guys, and I'm not saying they're gonna be as big. good. Being big. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna be awesome. as good, like, they're gonna continually get a little bit, a little bit worse, most yeah. likely, especially because their prospects coming up, you know, they don't have a lot there. But, um, what one yeah. of the things I think Tampa has done really well is as they've won, they've like, sure, they've signed Corey Perry, they've signed Bogosian, they've signed, um, marooned too but i think what they've done really well is they fill out their third and fourth bottom like their third and fourth lines but they don't fill them out with guys who are cup chasing yep and i think a lot of teams that start winning sign cup chasers which i think is the wrong direction to go tampa's really good at filling up their team with un un um realized talent uh, and, and really good at paying, pa- paying, paying the price to for guys them. too. Yeah. They haven't been attaching themselves to like third line guys and giving them $4 million. Like they yeah. just haven't like, and that's never happened. Pittsburgh's made that mistake. 
Uh, Chicago made tons of those mistakes. Detroit made a shit ton of those mistakes. Yeah. Right? Like LA <laughs> made a shit ton of those mistakes. Like yeah. all those teams did. Tampa's the first dynasty, dynasty in the salary cap era to not have made many of these mistakes. Yes, yes mm-hmm. McDonald's not the greatest cap hit. Um, you know, there's a couple other like little things like that, but People generally love speaking, McDonough, have, yeah, and yeah. Tampa fans love McDonough. You know, coach the coaches love like everyone loves McDonough. I don't think it's the greatest deal in the world, but whatever. You know, it, that that's one deal. Yeah. You know, like you're not you're not gonna you don't lose a team off of a one. Okay, just one deal. Just just one sec. Yeah. So watching Sportsnet live right now, and they have the four the four panelists literally yeah. right next to each other, and that's the first time I've seen it in a long time, and that's pretty oh. awesome. Like they're that's because they're like in all, America. Yeah, they're literally less than a, f- a foot away from each other. Mm. Like they're shoulder to shoulder, and it's like wow. That's what it used to be all the time. <laughs> it just looks weird now. Yeah, COVID denier Martin over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I was going to say is I, I agree with Luke. I think this this is actually the first time I think in the salary cap era that the odds makers have gotten like the two top favorites to win the cup have ended up in the finals. Dude, right? I've, I've wanted this final the last two years. And the one yeah. year I don't put Everyone it in my NHL bracket it. challenge, I don't get it. <laughs> I've put this has been my finals the last two years in my bracket challenge, and some fucking Cinderella story like Dallas and Montreal have made it, and now we finally get the one I've been waiting for. And and it's who you have in the West? Oh, you had Toronto. I had Toronto Calgary. (laughs) I had an all Canada uh, final. Uh, I was just blind faith this year. It's no, yeah. I normally do a bracket challenge where I put Leafs in the finals and winning, and then I do one for real. <laughs> this year, he had blind faith in the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you get for having blind faith. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, What's, what, are, I mean, your, what, are your, what are your predictions? I, I think Tampa's going to win. I want a three-peat, and I think they're going to have a three-peat. I think, this is, I don't, I think Colorado's going to struggle without Kadri. I think Kadri's a huge part of that team. Um, you know, they didn't necessarily need him for Edmonton, but Edmonton isn't uh, Tampa and Braden points a big swing in that series because you got, you, you know, their top that top Colorado's top six great, but without Kadri, they're mis- they got a big hole in two C slash three C, uh, and I think Tampa can outdo them from the center. I think the goaltending is the biggest issue though, right? Yeah, like it's t- Francois slash. Kemper and you know both have been good goalies in the past but have not shown anything and Colorado's been dismantling teams despite their goaltending uh Tampa's been dismantling teams partly because of their because goaltending because of their goaltending yeah yeah <laughs> and so and I think goaltending can, has consistently shown that the team with the better goaltending tends to win the series uh Colorado Colorado Colorado's going from Nashville's backup goalie who was not even a, should be an NHL backup goalie? Mm-hmm. Bing, Bingington, who debatable if he's a yeah. NHL starting goalie, and then fucking Mike Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now they're facing the best goalie in the league, who is probably a top two goalie of all time. So. Yeah. You're already putting uh, him that high on the on your all time list. Vasilevsky. Man, I, I, I almost have him as my career. top one. 
is in a top three goalies yeah. of all time, probably. Yeah. He's 27, and... He's already won two cups. He's been in the finals. Yeah. He's, and he could win this year. Like, and if they win this year, it's, he's probably Conn Smythe. Like, yeah, I think he deserves Conn Smythe right now for Tampa. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I think he could easily go down as one of the top boys of all time. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Shesterkin, though. Because Shesterkin can take a lot of trophies away from him over the next couple of years where he would have uh, probably won a couple more Vesnas. So, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, but regardless, yeah. I just Did you uh, say your number of games? No, I, I didn't. So, I still think it's going to go to seven. And I want it to go to seven. So, I think that's influencing it more than like... <laughs> yeah. You think Tampa's going to win in the Colorado? Yeah. So, I think t- Tampa's going to win... Uh, they, I don't know. I, I just don't see Colorado overcoming the goaltending issue and Kadri. You know, one of those things, maybe both is, is difficult. And they're missing Sam Gerrard too. Can't forget that. Yep. Then that's a big L for them on the back end too. You know, if you're playing Kadri Jack and Gerrard, you know, like that's yeah. huge. You're playing Jack Johnson in your top six, you're going to have issues. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you haven't had to deal with that too much yet. Cause you've been playing weaker teams. Tampa just comes at you and comes at you and comes at you. Yeah. Uh, from all four, all four lines. When they're all four lines are going, they're all. They'll make yeah. Jack Johnson look silly. Like Cooper is probably one of the best matching coaches. Exactly, there is. he'll get the matchups he, he wants. He out, he out chest match, uh, Gerard. That's yep. part of the reason they got dismantled. Exactly. So. Yeah. So I, I, they're gonna. I, I just don't see. I mean, obviously Tampa could lose, <laughs> but I, I just think that they they have all the advantages. I'd be putting them uh, them at like you know a couple percentage points higher than Colorado and chances of winning. I I have Tampa in six, yeah. Um, pretty much all the reasons I've mentioned and Eric's mentioned. Vasilevsky he's just exponentially he's better. In. Like he's just so much better, and if he has a big season, big big series like boom i could see colorado winning the first two games honestly because that just seems like tampa's mo right now (laughs) let the other team feel like they they can do something and then boom come back and stomp all over them or i could feel if colorado loses game one i could see tampa taking it in five I mean, Tampa's um, been away for each game that they've started so far in the playoffs. Tampa's been away, had away every game. Yeah. Every, every so think, series. You know, game one, they're probably... Would they, they be the first team to ever do that or no? I don't know. I have honestly no idea. So. No, because LA Kings were the eighth seed. Yeah, LA yeah. was eighth. So yeah, that's probably so. not... Like, but yeah, that's... It's a, it's a big thing. It's yeah. surprising they were away against... Uh, New York. Uh, yeah, it's because of the dumb rules around the yeah. seeding. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say about you guys want to move on to the coaching stuff. Yeah. We can. So <laughs> someone tweeted this and I thought it was really funny. So it's like, you know, that uh, Simpsons meme where it's like the the principal of the school going like, am I the reason for the the issue? And then he goes, no, it's something else. You know, you, you know what meme I'm talking about? It's like this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, yeah. So, yeah. 
the the person tweets the New York Islanders and Boston Bruins front offices debriefing this off season. It says, "Am I the reason for my team's shortcomings?" And then it's no, it's the highly respected and sought after head coaches that are at fault. <laughs> so obviously, for everyone listening, you know Barry Trotz slash Bruce Cassidy both fired. Bruce Cassidy's was a bit, quite a bit weirder, in my opinion. Um, uh, just because that is it is. It, Islanders missed the playoffs, had a bad season. Coach gets fired. That happens, even though Barry Trotz has been unreal up until literally last season. But Bruce Cassidy has, you know, the Bruins have had over the last, like, since Bruce Cassidy took charge, the Bruins have had the best expected goals percentage throughout the regular season in the NHL and led it last year. So, like, he's done everything he can as a coach, basically, to get the best out of the roster. Uh, I I don't understand the firing. What did happen was I forget which player tweeted, but he said, but he was like subtweeting the Bruins and the and Bruce Cassidy saying a lot of fan, you know, something along. I think it was Andrew Raycroft, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he was basically saying you know, uh, play, the media and fans don't see how much a coach is liked or respected inside inside the locker room, like something subtweeting. Yeah. It was like something like just because a a coach is well-liked by media and, and um, fans doesn't mean fans doesn't mean they're well-liked by the coach. Yeah. Like by the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think he was referring, it seemed like he was referring, referring to Bruce Cassidy and referring that players in the Bruins locker room didn't like Cassidy. Um, so, you know, I, uh, none of us have any idea if that's true or not. All we can speak to is the fact that they've all played extremely well under him, generally speaking, and he's gotten great results out of them. So, But I don't... based on Marchand and his opinion on advanced analytics, you mm-hmm. could see how maybe, like, obviously he has a good voice in the locker room, so you could see how his opinion... But, like I'm not saying Marchand didn't like Cassidy, but yeah, you could see how it might be. There's an opinion, hey, Cassidy yeah. sucks, <laughs> or like we need Maybe. a different force. I don't like, know. Uh, it still feels a little weird know, because little they've had such stretch. great team success. So it's like, why would you be against? No, they've had a great first line success. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, he brought them to the Cup Finals, you know, Conference Finals, and he did well. He got a job right away in Vegas. Yeah. It's like immediately yeah. in Vegas. And they fired DeBoer and probably had someone already in mind before Cassidy got fired. Yeah. Yeah. They were probably going to go after Trots or something. And then yeah. like, oh, okay. This Holy will work. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the other thing that was people were talking about was the fact that Pasternak, with, like, there was a lot of chatter on Twitter about Pasternak being a trade option. And it mm-hmm. seemed like it had something to do with like him being angry more at Sweeney than it was at coaching because uh, he's traded away a bunch of Czech players and stuff like that. And people were reportedly saying Pasternak didn't like that. And that's why he hasn't gone, you know, that's why an extension isn't in the works and everything right now. And that's why there's all this trade talk. I have no idea if that's true or not, but I don't know if that had some impact on it. I don't know yet, but. Yeah, I don't know. The prime doesn't make any sense. Bruce Cassidy's been amazing. The Bruins 
the Bruins issues has nothing to do with coaching in my opinion. It's everything to do with like some of the dumb moves. Like uh, who was it? Uh, who gave a, who did the Bruins give like a stupid contract to on the defensive side? Was it Tucker Pullman? Uh, someone pull up their cap friendly and remind me. It's not Tucker Pullman. It's a, uh... it's a bunch of guys, man. They have, they have a, yeah, they're not. Yeah, there's just a couple dumb contracts that have been giving out, given out, and they were like immediately dumb. Like the second they were given out, you're just like, "What are you doing?" It's not one of those deals where it was like, "Oh, we'll wasn't it Lindholm?" Right what? Lindholm? No, I mean Lindholm wasn't a great deal, but like I can see why that type of deal would happen. But there was a there was another one. I don't know. Carlo. If... No. Who else is on the defensive side? Was maybe he was bought out. Mike Riley. No, Mike Riley's good. Reslick? Nope. Derek Forbert. Yes, Derek Forbert. Thank you. That's who it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Washington. He got the Forbert. same contract as Mike Riley got. Yeah, exactly. Like, And Mike Riley is actually a good <laughs> offensive defenseman. But Derek Forbert, like, I, like, there's just, like, dumb deals being given out. I don't think Boston needed Lindholm as well. And I think the deal that they gave him was way too big for what he currently way is and too what he probably big. will be. Um, so, like... And the forward, like, no center depth in the Bruins organization. Like, it's Bergeron and nothing. Well, now it's nothing and nothing. Yeah, now it's literally nothing. (laughs) (laughs) They have no centers. Um, So it's like, and and Bruce Cassidy still brought them to the top team in terms of expected goals in the NHL this year. Like, that's unbelievable. That's actually an amazing, that's pure coaching right there. Yeah. Like, there so, must be that just shows there's something wrong. Like there was yeah, something wrong. I think it has players. to mean that players didn't like him or management is just stupid. Which is ridiculous. Like I don't know if a player's per se is supposed to like your coach. Yeah, I, right? I like, mean, I get like wanting the players to like at least like respect the coach. I don't know about liking the coach. I think there are different yeah. things. Like you have to have players that are going to listen and vibe. If they don't respect the coach, though, at that point, they have problems because. Considering yeah, because he's done a great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then on the other news, uh, like we mentioned. So, do you th- did we talk about Vegas hiring him? No, no. No, I we didn't. didn't. I think that's a great hire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Vegas. Vegas does consistently, Vegas things. generally speaking, makes. Vegas got fucked moves. this year, and they could easily come back next year. They could be a cup favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they only have another year or two left, really, because a lot of their yes. guys are teetering 100%. on the edge of starting to fall off. So they, especially Bruce with injuries, perfect guy to bring in. Yeah. Um, I think his play style, or not his play style, but his coaching style, uh, and the way the Bruins played fits really well with Vegas's players, generally speaking. Um, and yeah, I don't think Debar deserved to be fired in the first place, to be honest, but. Regardless, he was so. Hence, who? why he got a job right away. DeBoer, DeBauer, DeBoer. Oh, DeBoer. Sorry, I was like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" What did I say? Like DeBauer or something like that. I don't think so. Did I? <laughs> it definitely I wasn't know. DeBoer. Okay, whatever. I um, I didn't think he deserved to be fired, but I think Bruce Cassidy is a great guy to bring in. I also think it's a good opportunity for him to work with Eichel and get him. Like back to being peak Eichel, 
kind of like the yeah. best we've ever seen out of Bergeron was more or less under Bruce Cassidy. Like Bergeron was fantastic before Bruce Cassidy before. for sure, but a lot of Bergeron's best years came at the end of his career or and this is the Eichel, end of his career under Bruce Eichel, Cassidy. Pretty much in prime Eichel time. Yeah, exactly. Like he's getting him prime he's Eichel. He's getting a long break too. Yeah. This is he his time. Some games. Yeah. Exactly. And I think Bruce Cassidy also could be brought dangerous. the best out of uh, McAvoy too. So getting the best out of maybe Pietrangelo, Pietrangelo and uh, Shea Theodore will be big on his Theodore studio. is huge. Right and here. Mark Stone could be, again, a, you know, a Selke uh, finalist under Bruce Cassidy as well, I think. So mm-hmm. I think there's so a lot basically, of basically, Eric thinks... Vegas is going to win the cup next year. <laughs> not not yeah. quite win the cup, but I think what, they're definitely back in the playoffs next year with Bruce Cassidy. I'd make a bet on that. For, like I'd make a for sure bet on that too. Yeah, and I'd take I, bad odds on that without a doubt. Um, I feel like there won't be bad odds. Like there shouldn't. No, there be won't odds. be bad odds. They're going to have a very good over under. Like yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not going to be like over under ninety points or something stupid. Yeah. Be like ninety eight or something. I don't know. How about Tortorella in Philly, though? I feel like that's a not good call. <laughs> that's an interesting decision. He's going to get Cam Atkinson back, who didn't like no. who didn't like uh, Tortorella. <laughs> no, Remember? it's Atkinson that loves Tortorella. Was that's it, all I the reports I'm didn't hearing. Like Everything I've heard Torella. is Cam Atkinson's the reason Tortorella is getting hired in Philly. Really? <laughs> I was that's under the impression... I was under the impression he didn't like him. Uh, maybe no. okay, maybe all right. I'm wrong. No. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I it. think you're 100 percent wrong on that yeah. one, dude. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but the other thing is, Tortorella is a coach to get you over the top type thing, and Philly is a bottom team. I mean, the other <laughs> like, reports were Trots coming in to Philly. Yeah, I and I think Trotz it, made more sense because Trotz is the guy you want to take an average group and grind yes. them down and get them to grind. Yes. They grind out. Tortorella is taking. I don't a think better Tortorella, team. Yeah. Further, he's he's going to do with an average team. They they probably won't make playoffs next year if Tortorella is coach. Like, yeah, I mean, if if Trotz if Trotz came in, I think we'd all be fairly confident with Philly having a chance to make the playoffs as long as they did some of the right stuff in the offseason. Like, I, I, like, Tor- I don't have a lot of faith that Tortorella getting them to the playoffs next season. I don't see Provorov flourishing under Tortorella. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And you need Provorov to flourish. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and actually that's if, the if one Philly, thing. you need him. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing Trotz did better than, like, he brought ba- back Pollock and uh, Adam Pelich. Like, those yeah. two became yeah. some of the best defensemen in the NHL under Trotz, and they, were, they weren't they were on that trajectory before he arrived. Like, they were going to make, they, you know, they're going to be fine defensemen, but they were not on the trajectory of being top-pairing guys that could potentially be playing for Team Canada. You know, that was this not is, the trajectory they were on three years ago, right? Trotz this is a classic. If if Tortorella is hired, this is a classic ownership not realizing where and when a team is at. Yeah, but I also don't know why Trotz would have ever taken the job in Philly. 
unless he was oh, going to get paid an absurd amount of money. Yeah. Huh? Trotz? I don't know. I feel like it he'll, make he'll sense go to win. Like, like, if Trotz is going to yeah. take a job, why wouldn't he take a job with, like, who's, like, Vegas would be... Vegas isn't a great fit because they have a lot of, you know, for his style. But, like, there's so many teams out there. Like, Boston would be a great Based fit for Trotz if Bergeron came back. If 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 Vegas had any interest in Trotz, I feel like based on how quickly they they got that Cassidy deal done, they mm-hmm. offered Trotz a deal, and Trotz said, no, like, no, yeah. or was on the fence, and then Cassidy came up and it was and like, And they were just like, no, we got to get this guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just, it never made sense to me why Trotz would want to go to the Flyers unless he was interested I, in another. As a Leafs fan, honestly, would have been okay with <laughs> Leafs hiring Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know there's only a couple coaches I like more than Keith, but I mean, I think Cassidy is one of them. Yeah, if there's like, yeah. there's only a few coaches in the NHL where I like really trust them over Keith, and it's like John Cooper, Sullivan, Mike Sullivan, Cooper, yeah, Barry Trotz, and even though I'm Barry not, Trotz is not really fit with Toronto, but. Um, Bruce Cassidy, that's kind of more or less it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those are the guys. Or oh, um, Jared Bednar. Uh, Jared Bednar. Yeah, that was my other guy too. Like those are the Even only. Then, guys I don't I really know if he's trust. a great. I don't know if he's a. I don't. I don't know. I'm still not convinced on Bednar. Well, so I think this playoff, and I think this playoff series is really where we're going to see if he's a great coach or not. Because he's got to yeah. outcoach John Cooper here. He's got to. Yeah, there, there's a lot that he has to overcome. Kadri being gone, goaltending like we talked about. But, but yeah. If, anyway. if, I, if there was people that I think could handle the Toronto market, it would definitely be Sullivan, Cassidy, and Cooper. Yeah. I, Cooper I would be fun in a Toronto market, I think. You good, you good uh, Martin? <laughs> yeah. Listen to some Taylor Swift. <laughs> watching some TikToks. Yeah, probably. Uh... All right. <laughs> Well, the game's on, boys. So I think we should go start watching that. Yeah, was there I mean, I didn't. Else? I don't think there was anything else we needed to talk about. Was there anything we missed? No, no, I don't think so. I the only thing I wanted to bring up was tongue in cheek, which was uh, Nick sending that that uh, fact that no team has ever won the Stanley Cup with a player making over ten million dollars. To which Eric and I both said causation does not equal or correlation <laughs> does not equal causation. Um, what Tampa's got three players making like mid nines yeah What's the difference between it's like that extra couple mid-nines? hundred thousand dollars that's where it prevents people <laughs> plus, plus tampa gets like tampa obviously gets the discount yeah yeah oh one more thousand dollar deal for income tax one yeah, one more exactly. thing because this became really big on a tiktok uh mcdavid holding some girl's hands in a video oh, you guys yeah. see this <laughs> Yeah, I, I think people are saying it's before he was dating his girlfriend. I don't actually know. Are They're trying to it? say it's old, but he looks like pretty no, similar he, age. He and... looks like it yeah. Looks, Do you guys know what to believe with that? Like, is it? Yeah, like I don't believe those people that are saying it's old. Plus, he's been with that girl for like four plus years. Like, he yeah. didn't have a beard four plus years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought don't know. The same That's thing. Sketchy, I like, man. He looks kind That's of like sketchy. he does look like right now. <laughs> And he, he looks at that camera and he's like, uh oh. Yeah, but he keeps <laughs> like holding they... the girl's hand too, so I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he... the girl also like looks at the camera and she's like, you can tell she's like, hey dude, like look at that. Cause she knows what she's doing. Like yeah, and she yeah. knows who it is. So, so this, um, this girl, uh, Kaylee, 
Uh, you actually posted some good tweets, but she said, guys, McDavid wasn't cheating. He was just circumventing the cap after <laughs> placing his girlfriend on LTIR. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bro. I mean, okay, this, the best this is what I it. think. Okay? This is what I think. All these players cheat. Like, that's, that's just like... <laughs> yeah. I, I assume the worst from all of them. I don't expect star, like behavior i don't expect mm. model behavior like i don't know would you rather have them cheat in public or cheat in private i don't like i don't no. know i'm sure it's a little bit more respectful sure to do it in private every girl i'm sure girl in a bright pink shirt and- yeah but i'm sure like every girl <laughs> who's engaged or married for the most part feels these types of insecurities and you know i've heard things about specific fan bases in Toronto and star players in Toronto doing the same thing. Um, I'm sure all of them signed NDAs. I'm sure as soon as she got or he got her wherever he wanted to go with her, she <laughs> signed an NDA. But unfortunately the Twitter person who uploaded the video did not sign an NDA. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just assume that they all cheat. I assume that all the girlfriends know that they cheat. Um, that's just, the life it's just what i like dating a through. professional athlete i bet if you anyone famous like luke's b- belief no, no i bet if i bet if there was a stat which is like i think the percentage of marriages after like 30 40 years or whatever where one of the partners cheated is something like 50 percent. i bet for athletes it's like 70 80 it must be like I, I, we need, we need like a someone we to go need this to it. come like, out. <laughs> we need a, we need a poll. We need some stats. Rick, agency come out and get those numbers. But I guess Westhead a... needs to get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Chicago stuff, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> we need you on this. <laughs> I think um, were you the one? You were the one that sent the, story, joke, the Instagram Martin. story with like. Some NHL player had like a lineup of girls coming out his door. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, on Twitter. It was like a Twitter. Come in, he'd bang them and then they'd leave and then he'd bring him the yeah. next girl and bring him the next girl. It was just like a. That was really funny. And it's like a current time. captain right now, I think. Yeah, it's like a captain funny. of a team and it's like funny. over it's a spreadsheet. People of over were seeing it was people. Jonathan Taves and a lot, I felt. <laughs> he seems ridiculous. If you, if you scroll to do down, that. it was uh, Jamie Benn was getting a lot of love too. Oh, okay. I've seen a couple uh, screenshots from people posting the uh, DMs Jamie Ben sent them, like a bunch of girls that have. So could be, could be, could be. He's getting the he's getting the advice from Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I just assume if you are rich and athlete, girls already like athletes. They yes. like rich people. I mean, yes. this is just common. This is, is not a girls a like athletes. They like famous. They like people. rich. They, they like, like they, they like status. Yeah. These are all just you know. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm you know like who you like, whatever. I don't really care. But the concoction of all those four things, and then the availability for ugly or average looking guys yeah. to get with girls that are way beyond their league. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I do, On but I'm saying I'm saying I would 100% be tempted. If I was getting all that action or attention to be like, yeah. yep, you know what? No girlfriend. Yep. I, I'm I not saying I'm right. You. I'm definitely saying I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> but I would definitely be tempted. I don't know what I would do, but until yeah, I mean, that happens, which will never happen, uh, that's how I feel. I There's don't. Temptation. You know. There's temptation. 
It's a yeah. lot of time. I think it's really because awkward, they're like, going to all these different cities. Their girlfriends slash wives aren't yeah. there. They're going to a club or bar afterwards. You well, know, rumors is like every guy has a girl, at least one or two girls in every area code, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and or if they're not, like, why not I've fly them? Known out? girls that were those girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we all know that this happens. Um, my my belief is that people don't care. Um, I think cheating has become a little bit more normalized, sadly, unfortunately. Um, I mean, it, it, I think it's very different though. Like, Depends you how know, you, you never believe you never in see... monogamy though. If you're in a committed relationship with someone and your rules are no cheating, then the rules should be no cheating. Yeah. If you're in a polygamous relationship or if you want to cheat, just be in a polygamous relationship, be in an open relationship, find someone who's willing to do that. Good luck finding a polygamous relationship. Well, I mean, if, if, if women are willing to cheat or be, be the person that the guy cheats with, then they should be open to being polygamous. That's just my logic. Except they usually aren't. Yeah, no. Well, I know, I, I know that, but that's the logic. It's just like benefit. I find it really interesting because you never see guys like throwing themselves at famous women. Someone just scored Colorado. Yeah. Oh, that's because they can't. Well, guys do, like, and you hear about stuff. Yeah, you just no. can't. Okay, no, no, no. Guys are not gonna go to an Ariana concert well, they, and like wait outside of her tour bus, throwing <laughs> them. Like the only people that do that are probably guys who. Are, are creepy stalkers. Straight. Yeah. No, like I'm just saying, like I don't think straight men would go to an Ariana concert, Grande concert, and then try to fuck her after. You know, like I, I, I just, don't, I, I wouldn't even find Ariana Grande one of the better ones to go after. Okay, I'm just, I just mean, realistically, yeah. no female celebrity would want to hook do up that with either. some yeah, exactly. dude that stalked her outside of her I know. concert where they're, they're, all, they're all going for like the best. but it's weird that's yeah, my point they, is that it's weird that guys, guys want to do that guys go down in social do status girls don't as like typically on average don't right yeah. like that's just the reality of the world and you know concur. yeah concur i get why they would do it <laughs> like it doesn't like i if i were a girl i wouldn't want to date someone below me <laughs> 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 Although it does get hard when you're Ariana Grande to find a guy that isn't beneath you, but that's all a <laughs> conversation. Ultimately. You know? But yeah. So it, it doesn't make I mean, it just like guys can't do the same thing or, or just no. girls in most aspects. Unless you're a Pete Davidson. Plus, they get called creepy like, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you would Whatever. think they were creepy if they're waiting outside of an Ariana Grande concert trying to meet her to try to hook up like you just big that's a stalker right there <laughs> give me a restraining order immediately you see that you see these memes all the time but it's uh the the girl on tinder ask ask the guy what's what's his height and then says it and then she's like oh, awesome and then <laughs> the, the the guy asks her her weight and she's yeah, like yeah, why yeah. are you asking and he's like why'd you ask me my height yeah <laughs> It is very like yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. And then there's like, um, oh, please, if you're gonna message me, please use something that's better than hey. And then every message I've gotten, every like, oh, girl message is high. Hey. It's always <laughs> high or hey. It's like, if they if I've ever gotten a message starting off a conversation on Tinder or anything like that, it's always it's always hey. hey. Yeah, or every match on Bumble is hey. It's some generic like message that a guy would send. It's never yeah. like something creative. It it just no. goes to show that neither girls or guys are <laughs> actually creative. <laughs> All of us are just stupid. <laughs> Uncreative. Oh, it's two nothing Colorado. Yeah. 
just scored again. Hey, we all know it. We all know it. Tampa's gonna lose game yeah. one, come back. Might lose like game two. Like I said, two, lose lose two back. games. <laughs> go back. All right, I'm gonna go. I want to watch this. Only Martin can watch this right now. Yep. Bye, okay. everybody. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.